Alrighty, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that is uh, here today. The Apostle Paul said in his word that he had not shunned to preach the whole counsel of God, and so he didn't have a specialty ministry. His job was to establish people in the faith, uh, give them something to build on, give someone else something to build on top of what he had already built on in their lives. And so that is what we have to do uh, as well when it comes to the word of God. We have to declare uh, the whole counsel of God. Like God is not just concerned about you getting to heaven, but he's concerned about your journey on the way there. And uh, there are certain things that we should know as believers uh, according to our lives, the way a Christian life should look. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 23rd chapter of the book of uh, the 23rd number of Psalms. The 23rd number of Psalms. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. Now, most of us are familiar with this passage of Scripture, the 23rd number of Psalms. You know, and I believe, I personally believe that it's very important that whenever we read the Bible, that we're not just reading it, or whenever we know Scripture, that, it's, that we don't just know it, but we know what it means, and then we examine our lives according to what we know. Now, most of us, we know that especially this first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, how many of us know that scripture? That word want means we'll have no lack. Now, let's, let's think about what they're saying there now. This is David talking. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall have no lack. Isn't that something now? Now, how many of us read that scripture and we, and we actually examine our own lives according to that? Believers should not have lack. Now, that's not just talking about finances, but that's included. Believers should not have lack. Does everybody understand that? And I don't know what the devil's going to say later on, but the Lord said, the poor will you have with you always. He wasn't talking about you. You don't have to be poor. Does everybody understand that? You don't have to be, let me, <laughs> you don't have to struggle. Now, I believe sometimes the Lord starts people off with struggling to, to, until they pass that level, until they pass that grade. Does everybody understand what I mean when I say that? And the only reason why people still struggle is because they have not passed that particular grade have not passed that particular point in their life. But it's not God's will for his people to struggle. Does everybody understand? So we have to, we have to break and kick, kick over this doctrine of being poor. If you, if you believe it, then you're poor. That's not God's will 
for you to be poor. How you going to, the Bible talks about how we're supposed to work with our hands so that we may have to give to others. How are you going to give to others when you broke? The, the, the Bible says the same writer, Paul, he talks about how he, that the Lord ministers seed to the sower. So it is, you know, God wants us to get past this broke mindset. We have to declare the whole counsel of God. I'm, I'm, when we're getting done walking through Bible, some of y'all will get over yourselves. I, I feel like just sitting down until we all get on one accord with this, what we're about to preach here. If you are still struggling years later, you are the problem. You have not passed what you're supposed to pass concerning finances, concerning whatever it is the Lord want to bless you with. Does everybody understand that? I've been poor. I've been homeless. But I graduated from that. <laughs> when I learned to stop bowing down to money, And making it an idol in my life. Then God could bless me. Because he could trust that I would not worship what he blessed me with. And when you worship what God wants to bless you with. <laughs> if you worship in nickels. You don't have to worry about quarters. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Now the point is not for you to consume Things upon your lust. The point is so that you may have to give to others. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Our father of faith. Not Jesus Christ. He wasn't the father of faith. He was the author of our faith. But he was not the father of it. Our father of faith was rich. But look at what his mindset was. He lived in tents until the day of his death. Does everybody understand that? That's the reason why God could bless him that way. He wasn't concerned about building a mansion. He understood all of this is temporal. Does everybody understand that? So today, we're going to talk to you from this topic, prepared for prosperity. You have to be prepared to prosper. Does everybody understand that? So look at what David writes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Everybody see that? I shall have no lack. Does everybody see that? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Does everybody see that? Does everybody? He didn't say he asked me to lay down there. If I'm his sheep, he going to make me lie down in green pastures. Now, you'd have to be a sheep to understand what that means. Sheep prefer green pastures. The green pastures, the good stuff. That old dried hay, they don't want. We'll take it during the wintertime. But animals prefer fresh grass. So you think about it, to us, it's the difference between what mama cooked or what wife cooked today versus what she's heating up tomorrow. Does everybody understand that? Food always tastes better coming out the pot, not out of the microwave oven. 
And so what David is saying is he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, the best of the best. He make me lay there. Does everybody understand that? He leadeth me beside what? The still waters. Does everybody understand what that's saying there? Now let me, let's just stop here just for a second now. Not only does he make you lie down in green pastures, but he'll lead you beside the still waters. Now to you that don't mean anything. But to an animal that means everything. Animals ain't drinking out of cups. They drinking out of rivers, out of ponds. And it's very important to them that that water be still. Because if it's not still, in other words, if it's not calm, that water's going to be going up their nose. So he leading me beside the still water. In other words, when God is blessing me, I'm not going to have any trouble. It ain't going to be going up my nose. When God is blessing me, it ain't going to drown me. Does everybody understand that? All right. Verse three. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So everybody see what's going on there. He starts off saying the right thing. The Lord is my shepherd. And now you think about, again, I, I say this again, it, there's a reason why the Bible refers to believers as sheep. Sheep are the only animals in this world that can't survive on their own. They have to have a shepherd. That mosquito, it's going to survive on its own. Even a mosquito survive on its own. A, shepherd, a, a sheep can't do that. A sheep, you don't ever see wild, just wild sheep out somewhere. If they out and about, it's a shepherd somewhere around. Does everybody understand that? Now, here's the thing about the sheep. You know, they, they have to be able to shed their wool. You know, if, if somebody ain't there cutting that wool off of them, that wool will kill them. Does everybody understand that? Yeah, it's got to, they ain't, they ain't, you don't see, there ain't none of them sitting in the barber chair with each other and the other one standing behind them sharing that. They have to have a shepherd. A sheep has to be led and their survival depends completely on how good that shepherd is. Now, the sheep of God understand that. My survival depends on you, Lord. Does everybody understand that? You the one, you the one that's got to lead me in the path of righteousness. You the one that's gonna make me sit still in these green pastures. Does everybody understand that? All right, let's read um, verse four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Does everybody understand that? Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of who? In other words, God takes pleasure. This is, now, you know, we can finish here if people would believe it. God takes pleasure in providing for you in the presence of your enemies. In other words, God don't get glory behind broke believers. There's, there ain't no glory there for him. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? It is more blessed to what? Give. 
And if God wants you to be blessed, isn't he going to give you something to give? I tell you what, when you love the Lord and you believe his word, you understand that, especially when you're a giver. When you're a giver, you understand that very, very, very well. Man, it is more blessed. I love making people happy, and I love being used by the Lord. You ain't counting pennies. Does everybody understand that? Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Everybody see that? You provide for me in the presence of folks that hate me. Now, this is not for you to gloat, for you to raise your fist at your enemy. It's to make your enemy desire to serve and worship the same God that you're serving. And so if you were struggling when you were out in the world and you still struggling 10 years after you've been saved, you're the problem, not God. Does everybody understand that? God is looking for some people to show himself mighty through. You coming up out of poverty ought to be a part of your testimony. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I came to the Lord, I was broke. I didn't have no sense. But I've been saved for a few years, and he has renewed my mind concerning how to function in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of darkness is give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And still broke. Working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and ain't got nothing to show for it. <laughs> That's the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of God is just the opposite. It is more blessed to give than receive. That's the truth all day long. Now here's the problem that that naysayers have in their hearts they don't see that all they see is the blessings of people they don't see what they're giving behind the scenes you know why because you ain't supposed to let your left hand know what your right is doing i ain't got to give you a rundown of all the folks i'm giving to and all the ministries that's being blessed you just just watch the fruit of it that's all you need to worry about you don't need to see the seed does everybody understand that and folks will sit back and they'll think, oh, man, you're being blessed. I wonder how. Because it's, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, that's the truth all day long. If we ain't going to believe all of God's word, don't believe any of it. <laughs> so we have to be prepared to prosper. That means our mindsets have to change about certain things does everybody understand and i'm telling you if you will receive it it will change your life if you will receive this word it will change your life and i understand that some of us church folks have turned our nose against up against blessings does everybody understand that because i understand they're preachers that's their whole message god want to bless you it ain't a lie It is not a lie. Does everybody understand that? And what the devil does is he takes something and he runs with it and he make you think, he make you and make it sour in your stomach. Every time blessings is preached, that's a false prophet. It ain't. 
Some of us are commissioned to preach the whole counsel of God. <laughs> All of it. And if it's in God's word, then we're responsible for preaching it. Does everybody understand that? And I'm standing here telling you today, you don't have to go to heaven broke. Just that mentality. You know, some people got a broke mentality. That's the reason why they stay broke. You live out what your mentality is. You live what your mentality is. You, your decisions. Does everybody understand that? I'm, I'm telling you. I know this ain't going to taste good. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> we get so used to hearing one kind of message, but the Lord want to dig all of it out. He, he want to dig all of it out. You don't have to be broke, I can promise you. Does everybody understand that? And when you, and that's the thing about God, when you, in, listen, when you enroll in his school, you're going to go according to, to his pattern for you. You don't get to bring the world's classrooms in here. <laughs> let's go, let's go look at something real quick. Let's go to 3 John. The book of 3 John. Why are you turning? I, I just want to express this. So who wrote that psalm that we just read? Do you know in the 21st chapter of the book of 2 Samuel, whenever David began to have lack, in other words, there was a famine in the land, he had enough sense to inquire of the Lord and ask the Lord, what is wrong? He had enough sense not to get used to being broke. He knew, okay, yeah, something have cut off my water supply. And he asked the Lord, Lord, what did we do? What's, what's wrong? And the Lord spoke to him. It's because of the bloody house of Saul. They went in and he did a rampage on the Gibeonites and tried to kill them off. And you're going to have to go and inquire of them of how to make it right. Does everybody understand that? And sometimes we can be so stubborn, God can tell us, tell us what's wrong, and we refuse. I'll stay broke. I don't need water. I don't need green pastures. I can eat that dry hay out there. Now, what do you think happens over, over time when you've developed this mentality? I'd rather disobey and receive crumbs. You Eventually, you get bitter against God. Eventually, you will become an enemy of God. Does everybody understand that? So is everybody there? The third, third John? It's only one chapter here. We'll start reading at verse 1. It says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love where? In the truth. Beloved, I wish. Everybody see that? Beloved, I wish above some things. Above all things, what? That ye may do what? Cast, cast out devils. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Is that what he said? 
of all of the stuff you could be doing for the kingdom of God, I wish above I put this at the top. <laughs> that ye may what now? <laughs> Everybody see that? That ye may what? That word prosper means to be well off and to be successful. You know what it means to prosper? To, to, in other words, to succeed? It's the life of Joseph. Even as a slave, even when I'm working for somebody, they understand their company is blessed because I'm working here. They're able, something happened when they hired me. And they unbelievers. They got enough sense to know who the, who's the goose that's laying the golden egg here. Does everybody understand that? Why? Because everything Joseph touched, God's blessings was upon it. But you know what it required of Joseph? To have a good attitude. He couldn't be moping about being a slave. Does everybody understand that? And you, so when we're talking about prospering, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about your endeavors in life. Whatever you set your heart to do, God blesses it. Does everybody understand that? Now you have to ask yourself, what side of that are you on? Is God there with the, with the stop sign halting you every time you make a decision to do something? What if your Christian walk look like? Are you constantly bumping into walls, trying this, trying that? Maybe it's God trying to get your attention. You ain't being led. You, God can't make you lay down nowhere. You your own man. I'm going to do what I want to do. Does everybody understand that? No, you can't. But that, that sheep that we just read about, God, he was able to be led beside the still water. Does everybody understand that? God, when God pushed his head down and his body down to make him lie down in green pastures, he laid down. Does everybody understand that? How many of you ever picked up your child one day, especially after they learn how to take a few steps without falling? You pick them up and they pushing away from you because they want to get down and walk. That You see? And that's the way some of us are with the Lord, with, with, with Jesus Christ. He tried to pick us up and carry us a little bit. No, I'm, I'm, I, I can make it. I, I can walk on my own. We take five steps and fall on our face and we'll live like that for the next 20, 30 years until we get what we're going to get today in this message. You would have to think, you would have to think that God is a mean and devious God for your life not to be working out and it's his fault. Does everybody understand that? And so if you got enough sense to say, well, Lord, it's not your fault that I'm in a situation that I'm in today, then, then what are you going to do about it? What actions are you going to change? It first have to start here. You, you have to change this. That this mind have to be renewed. You have to understand my actions, my decisions thus far have gotten me into the junk that I'm in today. My decisions 
And then you'd have to line up your decisions versus what God's will is. And my decisions do not line up with God's will. That's what's got me in the junk today. Now, I'm telling you something. If you don't change your mind, you don't change your situation. You can forget about it. Does everybody understand that? Look at what he says there. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest do what now? That word succeed, it means to achieve the desired aim or result. Does everybody understand that? So the word, the word prosper means to succeed. The word succeed means you're aiming at a target and you're hitting it. And so my question to you is this. Uh, <laughs> is your life on target for where you thought you'd be right now? Are you getting the desired, your desired result? If you're not, it's not God's fault. Does everybody understand that? You ain't got to you ain't got to wait until you get my age and figure out, man. I I didn't see myself at this place. Now I, I ought to be further along. Now, how many of you have ever thought that, man? I ought to be further along than what I am now. Well, whose fault is that? I wish above all things that you may what prosper. And listen, and be in what? Even as thy soul prosper. Now that's the key there. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody really understand that? He wants you to prosper. Even as. Does everybody understand what as is? It means equal. Come here, uh, you. Y'all see brother you there. So we're going to demonstrate here. You're going to be, you, I'm going to be sold. And, and you're going to be by. Yeah, let's stand right here. So when you're talking about ass, in other words, soul prosper. Even as you prosper. Does everybody understand that? What I'm saying now? That means that the soul ought to be, it, it, think about them being on a, on a track together. And they, they, they ain't running a race. They just going along together. Soul prosper even as you prosper. In other words, your natural man. So he's going to be the natural man. I'm going to be the soul. Now here's, here's the difference here. The soul carries this when it's saved. They run So let's walk.
is going to continue to help you to prosper. Your natural man, when your spiritual man have, took, have told God, I'm done growing. I can't be taught anything else. Does everybody understand that? Let's read that again. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy, in other words, side by side, even as thy soul does what? So they, 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 they run in that race together and they side by side. The only way the natural man stop prospering when you belong to God is when your soul have decided to take a rest stop. Does everybody see that? Let's read verse 3. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of what? Testified of what? The money you got in your pocket? The truth that is where? Even as thou do what now? Does everybody see that? That, that fellow, he continued, Gaius, he continued to walk in the truth. And so his elder could tell him, now I can tell you, God wants you to prosper. I wish above all things that you prosper. You know why? Because I've heard of the truth that you're walking in. That's why you're going to prosper, naturally so. God's going to bless you. Does everybody understand that? Verse 4, I have no greater joy. Does everybody see that? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children do what? Raise the dead? There's something about that now. It, it talking about walking the truth, not learning it. <laughs> Y'all all learning it. The question is, how many of you are walking in it? Walking in the truth and prospering naturally so, when you and God, they go hand in hand. Does everybody understand that? So let's think about this. What are the things in life that you have aimed for? Successful marriage, wonderful children, nice home, nice career, etc. The only reason you can be in God and not prosper is because your soul is not prospering. Does everybody understand that? That's the only, I'm telling you, that, that's the only reason. The only reason why you're not prospering naturally is because your soul have told God, I'm done growing. I've learned, I'm, I've learned all, I've followed you as far as I'm going to go, God. But I want you to still bless me. I want you to still continue to lead me beside the still water. Except that's not how it worked. That, no, that's not how it worked. Does everybody understand that? Let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. So that we all receive God's word now. You believe God wants you to prosper? 
I think it's an unfortunate. Now, this is one of the things that if you ever consider, you know, this. Again, I, I know that there are preachers out there. They just, in your minds and in some of our minds, they could be misusing this. They could be trying to use it to their own benefit, whatever the case is. I don't care what they're doing. That, that ain't my business. It's my business to preach the whole counsel of God. And I'm telling you, God don't get glory out of nobody being broke. Does everybody understand that? You know, that's, that's part of the good news. That's part of the gospel. Does everybody understand? You, you, you could be the, the, the greatest orator there is. You, you could have the best speech in the world. You could stand up and preach before millions of people of how God wants to save them. Some of you may say, well, I, I want my I want to be able to reach my whole family, get my whole family saved. But here's what you have to pay attention to. Your family don't care anything about your secret prayer life in the closet. If they not saved, they ain't got spiritual eyes to see anything spiritual. God prepares a table before them before you in the presence of those that are without. They ain't they don't care nothing about how you speaking in tongues. How are you prospering in this life? What's better for you now that you're living for this Jesus Christ you always talk about? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? We see that in our own Lord's life. He didn't walk around with a whole big pocket of money, but he had a treasurer. Does everybody understand that? The Lord had money. I'm not going to say he was rich. I'm telling you he had money. Somebody kept the money bag. Does everybody understand that? You know it was more than pocket change. I'm trying to tell you, I'm not going to make the Lord rich, but I'm going to tell you, he was, he was getting along. <laughs> he was making it in life. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and so when he was out and about, he had to give. Does everybody understand that? The Lord paid taxes. Does everybody understand? There were at one time 3,000 people around him that didn't have food. Have food. Another time, 5,000 people that had fasted for several days. You know what he did? He fed them. Does everybody understand that? He, he was able to provide for them, to minister to them, naturally so. There wasn't no long prayer line, him slapping up folks upside the head. Like, and he wasn't like, well, that's all you got to worry about. You, you're blessed, you're saved, go on home and get, find you something to eat. No, I'm going to show you how God wants to bless your whole life. Your whole life. 
Not just your spirit man being rich and in its own corner. Nobody know how rich it is. I'm telling you, when the spirit man line up with Jesus Christ, that natural man, is, it's going to display naturally so. Does everybody understand that? that I'm, let me repeat this. There's no such thing as being blessed spiritually without being blessed naturally. <laughs> if you are naturally bankrupt, that's a sign of where you are spiritually. Does everybody understand that? If you living from paycheck to paycheck, that's a sign of what's happening spiritually. I'm barely making it. Saturday better hurry up and get here. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? I pray we get it. Let's read now. Is everybody there? The sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. Let's start reading at verse 31. It says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Does everybody see that? So when we're talking about being prepared to prosper, that's the first mindset you got to get rid of. Thinking about natural, natural things. Being anxious about natural things. Does everybody understand that? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the what? Gentiles, in other words, unbelievers, seek. Does everybody see that? And so if you are those people, you chasing after natural things, you're not prepared to prosper. Does everybody understand that? For your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Does everybody understand that? It's a sign that you don't trust God, in other words. God knows what you have need of. You ain't got to make that all your prayer life. Does everybody understand that? Look at what he says. But seek ye first what? Seek ye first what now? What's the first thing supposed to be on your list? God, what do you want me to do? What am, I, what am I in this world for? Does everybody understand that? What am I, what am I here for? That's what you seek. Lord, what do you, how, how can I bless other people? Does everybody understand that? Seek ye first what? In other words, seek first the way that God does things. See, what, what is he, how do I operate? I've been operating the way I wanted to operate during my unsaved life. But how does he want me to function now? Now that I'm living for him, what does, what does, how does, how does he do things? What does his word call for me to do? Seek that first. Look, not just that, and his what? And what now? His righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his what? That don't mean you move here because and, and, and you done found me on YouTube and, and praise God I'm going to be hearing the truth. You're going to obey the truth too. You're going to obey it. This truth is meant to be walked in. It don't do you no good to have feet. 
Feet are made for walking. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> but seek ye what? First, put this at the top of your list, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness. In other words, the right way to do things. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And all these things shall be what? Does everybody understand what that's saying? That, that, you ain't got to include all of that in your prayer life. If you seeking God and his righteousness, all these things will be added. In other words, if you seek God and his righteousness, then automatically your needs are taken care of. That's automatic. Now, what happens to the believer that's on the outside of this scripture? They, they having to pray for needs. It ain't just added. It ain't just automatic. What happens to that? What, what's going to happen to that believer? He ain't seeking first the kingdom of God. Know his righteousness. Does everybody understand that? I say, does everybody understand that? That's the only, that's the only, it ain't no, there ain't nothing else outside of this. If you're a believer and God didn't take care of your needs and, and that's the majority of your prayer life, Lord, please provide for me. You ain't seeking God, the kingdom of God. That's it. Ain't no other way out of it. Does everybody understand that? You're not seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If these things aren't added to you, they're supposed to be added. Does everybody understand that? Verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Does everybody see that? For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now here's the thing. Let's go back and read verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be what? Now ask yourself this question. Have I lived a life since I've been saved? Have I lived a life of addition or subtraction? Have things gotten worse for me since I decided to play with God? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Here's the other question. What do you have to show for your labor? Does everybody understand that? What do you have to show for your labor? Do you know... The prophets say that when, when our minds are on right, we're supposed to belong to God. When our minds are on right about our finances or being a blessing or whatever the case is, do you know the Bible says that God will blow? God will blow on your increase because your mind's not right about it. Does everybody understand that? He'll blow on it. He goes on to say, you'll be, put, you'll be working and you'll be putting your money in a pocket full of holes. 
What good does that do you? And, and to be more specific, you know what he was talking about? Taking care of, of God's things first. I know we don't like it, but that's Bible. You might not like it, but so what? I'm telling you, take care of God's business first. David thought so more, so much of, 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 of God's business when, when the man came to build something for God and, and, and uh, 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 gave, gave, to give him property for, to, do the, to, to do the work of the Lord. And he said, you know what, this is God's stuff. I'll give it to you for free. David said, uh-uh. No, no. I'm going to pay you top dollar for it. I'm not going to accept anything on, on God's behalf for free. In other words, because I understand that there is a price to be paid. And that's life. Does everybody understand that? David thought so much of the, of the work of God, he wouldn't even receive free labor on behalf of God. I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to pay you for this piece of property. Does everybody understand that? But you know, I, again, I say the devil have done one in on this, on this generation. When you don't respect authority, there's no way you're going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That you know that all of that goes together. I'm going to show you that in the word. But you can take my word for it right now until we get there. It, it all goes together. When you don't respect authority, it, it makes you, your, your nature is a selfish nature. Your, 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 your battle cry isn't, Lord, if you bless me, I, I'll do this. The more you bless me, the more I'll do. No, that's not the battle cry. Lord, I want you to bless me so that I can consume it up on my lust. So I can show off. So I can prove that I'm somebody. Everybody been talking about me all these years. I'm going to prove that I'm somebody. You, you're nothing but dust. You got to start there. Does everybody understand that? How many of you ever heard dirt out there bragging? Does everybody understand that? You, you, pass, by, you pass by going out of here, you see cows pooping on dirt all day. That's what God thought about you. I'm telling you, that's what you better think about yourself before God start blessing you. Them cows ain't out there worshiping that dirt. They pooping on it. <laughs> if your labor is more than your assets, then you know that you're not seeking first. In other words, you know that your seeking first is backwards. Does everybody understand that? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteous, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. But if your, if your labor is not equal in your assets, in other words, the things that you, you have in this life, then that's your clue that you're not, that your seeking first is backwards. You're seeking something else. Does everybody understand that? 
Now, let me say something else. Again, what are we talking about? Prepared for what? Prosperity. We have to ask ourselves this question. How do we feel deep down inside, and I mean deep, down inside when we see somebody else blessed? How do we feel? Can we stand to see somebody else blessed? Does everybody understand that? Deep down in our hearts, how do we feel when we see somebody else blessed? Do we despise it? I'll be glad when it's my time. Or why are you always getting whatever? That's because I've passed the pole class. And I made an A in it. I've been homeless for the gospel's sake. Not because I had bad credit, not because I didn't have money, but for the gospel's sake. I didn't make a, a bad investing, a investment decision. I was homeless because I decided to follow Christ. <laughs> so I passed that class. Does everybody understand that? Then the Lord moved me up to the next class. How are you going to do when I give you a couple of nickels and I tell you to give one of them away? I had to repeat that class two or three times. <laughs> well, Lord, you only gave me two nickels. This don't make no sense. I was going to need five more nickels to pay the bills. <laughs> okay, well, you repeat. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get past that class, you're moving on somewhere. You're no longer a freshman. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, God's got to know he can trust you with what he bless you with. Ain't no, no way around it. No way around it. Everybody understand that? And I, uh, it's unfortunate, but most believers die in that class. Not being able to be trusted by God with two nickels. They get two nickels and God said, give one of them away. And that prayer is, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't know if that was you or not, but I'm going to need five more to pay the rest of these bills. That's the person that's living from paycheck to paycheck, barely making it. I'm telling you, I was there. I've lived, listen, I don't share everything, but I'm going to share some stuff today. I have been there. I've lived in that place for years. I was one of those people at the pawn shop every month. I was one of them. I was one of those people because of my disobedience. Does everybody understand that? Pawning wedding bands for, for $20. After a while, I had to wake up. Something is off with this. My whole marriage is in the drawer in the store up there. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Yeah, I, I've been there. So, so what you see today is a result of me passing. Finally, okay, Lord, I get it now. You mean what you say? I'm going to give this nickel away because I'm going to end up giving it away anyway. 
Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you that's the way it is. If you don't give that nickel away, God's going to come for it anyway. <laughs> Something will pop up in your mail. Unexpected. Does everybody understand that? I'm trying to tell you. I, I'm telling you, there's a such thing. So why you pinching two nickels and God done told you to give one away? You know, right around the corner is him canceling debt somewhere. It's right around the corner. If you be obedient, as you call and say, okay, look, I, you know, I did some things you might not understand spiritually, but I ain't got all your money today. Oh, well, wait a minute. Somebody already paid your bill. That's all the time. How many of you have ever had that happen? You called to pay a bill that God had already paid for. I got a... Uh, <laughs> I had a $40,000 hospital bill in 1997 that somebody paid for. That was right after I passed the class I'm talking about now. My wife will tell you, this, this last hospital bill that I had, that was over $110,000. Two days in the hospital. $110,000. And guess what? That's paid for. And it ain't from me pinching two nickels. Does everybody understand that? So this is a class that we have to <laughs> we have to pass. Now we can see whether or not we are prepared for prosperity is when we see if other, when other people prosper. How do we behave? What's in our heart towards it? The, are we able to to deal with it? Does everybody understand that? You know, we can't even, it's not even right for us to have the mindset of, I can't wait to, it's my time. That, that ain't even the right mind. You, the love that you have for people ought to make you happy for people. You ain't got to be in the same line they're in to, to, be, to love people and to be happy for them. Does everybody understand that? So let's think about this. Think about what your favorite meal is. Me, I like fish. And my wife is really, really good at cooking fish. But you think about how you would feel if your wife, your spouse, spouse or children cooked your favorite meal for you and they brought it on a garbage can top. Would you eat it? Why? Because you know that garbage can top have touched garbage. Would you eat it if they put it in the trash can? I mean, they done cooked it up and you smell it and you think, man, I'm about to tear this up. Until they bring it to you. Why wouldn't you eat it? Because of what it has been placed on. Does everybody understand that? Many of us, we want God to put his blessings for us in the trash of our hearts. Does everybody understand that now? Our hearts are garbage. And we want him to bless it. God just rained down. I ain't, don't pay attention to my heart. 
Don't pay attention to all the trash that's in it. Just rain down your blessings on me. Is that the way he's going to do it? No, it, that's got to be a clean plate. Your prayer need to be, Lord, creating me a clean heart. So that this food will be worth eating <laughs> to you. Does everybody understand that? How many of you <laughs> have ever gotten paid? You couldn't wait to get paid. But you knew it, it was bittersweet to you because you knew you had over overdraft, have already overdrafted in your checking account. Or you were already in the negative. How many of you have ever experienced that? You in the negative. They're going to take half your check. Is that exciting? And neither does God want to deposit check, checks in the life of a person that's bankrupt already. Does everybody understand that? You at least need to have a zero balance. Not stuff that, not junk, not unforgiveness, not bitterness, not malice. That junk is bankrupt. Does everybody understand that? You need to give God something to work with. In other words, you need to be prepared for prosperity. You ain't prepared for prosperity if you are in the negative. Does everybody understand for real? On top of that, you have to be willing to be persecuted. Does everybody understand that? You, you, you're not going to live your life without being persecuted some kind of way. You ain't got to even be living for God. You know, especially from a small town, they're going to find something to talk about you about. You got a unibrow. You, both of your, you only got one big long eyebrow. They're going to find something. Ain't nobody going to get by. Does everybody understand that? And I'm going to tell you something. Depending on how you handle natural persecution, that's how, because listen, even when you grow in God, now, didn't I tell you what class I passed? I was persecuted on both sides, on the broke side and on the prosperous side. But I had to be willing to be persecuted on the broke side. I had to be willing to be persecuted just in life in general, just for no reason. And so because I don't take that stuff to heart, whatever that may be, then God can bless me because he'll know my blessings won't be something that add bitterness to me. Does everybody understand that? People will talk about you when you're broke, when you ain't living for God and you barely making it. And then they'll talk about you when God begin to prosper you. But listen, God can't prosper you if you're not willing to be persecuted. Does everybody understand that? Let's go look at that just real briefly. Let's go to the, to the 10th chapter of the book of Mark. I just want to show you this scripture and then we'll move on to something else. Tenth chapter of the book of Mark, and we're going to start reading verse 28. It says, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for what? For what now? 
For what? Let's read that again. There is no man that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for what? Who is my? Does everybody see that? So if you, we, we went over that list twice to get you to see. There will be times where you have to leave that. Everything you see in that list. Father, mother, wife, children. There are times that's the price to pay. Does everybody understand that? And the gospel, verse 30. But he shall receive what? In the by and sweet by and by? Now in this time, what? Houses and what? Brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with what now? With what? But if you're a soft heart and you can't stand to be talked about, you ain't prepared for these lands. You ain't prepared for these mamas. Does everybody see that? You ain't prepared for the house. You forget about it. If you can't stand to be persecuted, you can forget about it. If you ain't over your childhood and everybody talking bad about you, you can forget about it. You ain't prepared for prosperity. Because everybody's going to be talking about you when you prosper. Does everybody understand that? So we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. In other words, they come with it. Does everybody understand that? My wife and I, when we bought, bought our house that we're in now, there were certain things that were included with it that was in the contract. The man that we bought it from, he intended on having a garden, so he had a tiller. That was part of it. Does everybody understand that? He had a security system. That was a part of it. Does everybody understand that? All of that was in the contract. So all we had to do was buy the property. And some of the stuff was just included. Does everybody understand that? Let's go real briefly. Let's go, let's go look at that play out. Now, you know we're not going to be done until I show you this example. Let's go to the third chapter of 1 Kings. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Everybody see that? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, the way that he does things so that your mind can be changed. And all of these things will be added unto you. Does everybody see that? So is everybody there at the third chapter of 1 Kings? We're going to start reading at verse 3. It says, and Solomon, what did he do? What did he do now? He loved the Lord. Everybody see that? What did he do? He loved the Lord. And how, did, how do we know he loved him? Because he was walking in the statutes of David, his what? Now, didn't we tell you? You don't get nowhere in God. You don't prosper without respecting authority. 
Solomon loved the Lord because his daddy loved the Lord. The Lord hadn't dealt yet dealt with Solomon. So all, all Solomon knew was to follow the statutes of his daddy. Does everybody see that? Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in what? Everybody see that? Now that was something that God did not approve of. But you know what? And now this shows us God's mentality. God don't expect you to come to him knowing everything. All he needs for you to do is love him. He'll teach you the rest. This is the beginning of Solomon's ministry. Does everybody understand that? He didn't know any better. So let's keep reading there. Verse 4, and the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar, on that altar, verse 5. In Gibeon, what happened? The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. I'll tell you what, that's the relationship I want to have with God. Well, he coming to me, asking me, what do you want? What can I do for you? You know, that's a, that's, a, that's a relationship that's possible. When you love God, he look for ways to bless you. I'm telling you, when you love God, he look for ways to bless you. Does everybody understand that? So this ought to tell you. So all Solomon had to do up until that point was follow the statutes of his daddy and love God. Now, that's what we're all supposed to start in this Christian walk. So why is it we claim we love God and we, we ain't got a problem with authority, but yet we're struggling? But yet things ain't being added unto us. Something don't add up. Does everybody understand that? So look what it says. In Gibeon, verse 5, the Lord appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Verse 6, and Solomon said, now pay attention now, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, what? Does everybody see that? According as he walked before thee, how? Walked before thee in how? And in what? And in what? Uprightness of heart with who? Does everybody see that? He walked in truth, righteousness, and his heart was right. He wasn't a bitter man. He wasn't an angry man. He wasn't a mad man. He wasn't a jealous man. You could have something and he'd clap right along with you and rejoice and dance just as hard as you dancing about it. He was upright in his heart. Everybody see that? Now look at what, you see what Solomon's doing? Is he talking about himself yet? It's all about daddy. I saw how, what you did for him. Does everybody see that? Now look at what this says. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And you know what he's saying? How can I ask you for anything? All this stuff you've done for my daddy and, 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 and if that wasn't enough, you've showed kindness to allow one of his offspring to sit on the throne. You think Solomon didn't know he was supposed to be king? 
But you know what else it was? He wasn't self-entitled. Oh, he wasn't self-entitled at all. And I'm telling you, self-entitlement, that's your biggest enemy to prosperity from God. When you deserve the blessings, you won't get any. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? So you see the reverence that Solomon had, not just for God, but through the relationship that his daddy had with God. Does everybody understand that? Look at what it says, verse 7. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Was he a little child? Solomon was a grown man. What was he talking about? I don't, I'm, I'm like a little child. I don't know anything. You put me in this position. I'm just like a little child. I don't know what to do. So guess what, God? You're going to have to lead me beside the still waters just like you did my daddy. You're going to have to make me lie down in green pastures just like you did my daddy. I, I know that this is too big for me. So I ain't big-headed. I ain't coming to you acting like I already got it together and I'm going to try everything else and go bankrupt first. I can be taught. I can be told something. Does everybody understand that? We're talking about preparing for prosperity. Verse 8. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore... Thy servant and understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? Solomon could have asked for anything in the world. But you know what? He chose to ask for wisdom to carry out his ministry. Lord, I need to know how to do things because I don't know how to do it. I'm telling you, that's where we need to start. Does everybody understand that? Even with finance, Lord, I don't, I'm just a child with this money. What happens when you give a child money? You can give them a thousand dollar bill. They're going to go right to the corner store and buy up as much candy as they can. They might ask the owner if they can rent the aisle. Can I just live here for the next week, sir? Please. <laughs> Not the oil aisle, not the household aisle, the candy aisle. Does everybody understand that? Now you see how silly we look in God's eyes? Because that's the way some of us are. Oh, but we got different candy. It might not be the sweet that's going to rot in your teeth, but it'll rot in your soul. I, I just want a bunch of toys, Lord. Does everybody understand that? God don't mind you. Having things. You need to ask for wisdom on how to deal with it. That's the first thing. What's the use in God giving you something and you don't have the wisdom to keep it? You know how many people in won the lottery, became instant millionaires, went from broke to millionaire and then back to broke? You know why? Because time and chance happened to them all. Does everybody understand what I mean when I say that? Anybody could be a millionaire. Time and chance, you, you could have been further along than what you are now. You could have been making what your idol makes now. 
But you chose to make bad decisions with whatever it was, the two nickels that you had. Everybody understand that? You know, there are some people that's not making more money than you. They're just making better decisions than you. Yeah, these it, folks in this world, ain't, they're not making no more than you making. They just got more to show for it. They're just making better decisions. Does everybody understand that? I, we better eat it. So he asked for wisdom. Lord, you have dropped this kingdom into my lap. You have dropped all of Israel in my lap. This is a great responsibility. Teach me how to take care of it. Does everybody understand that? So before you ask God for anything naturally, so a blessing or whatever that case is, you need to ask for wisdom of how to take care of it before you get it. Does everybody understand that? You know how many folks save up their whole life and buy the house of their dreams only to be told, you know, you got to pay taxes on this for the rest of your life and then end up losing it behind not paying taxes? So let's read verse 10. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Everybody see that? And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, listen, and has not asked for thyself long life, neither has asked riches for thyself, nor has asked the life of thine enemies. Does everybody see that? But has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. In other words, you have seeked first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Look at what he's going to do. Behold, I have done according to thy words. I've given you that wisdom. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. That includes Jesus Christ when he walked this earth. When he came in the flesh, even he didn't have the wisdom that Solomon had. He had to grow in wisdom. Solomon got all of his at one time. There would never, ever be a man in this world wiser than Solomon. There was none before him, neither will there ever be one after him. Now, if that's the case, what we ought to think about is, what was his key to receiving this? Why, why did God bless him so much? You know why? Because he had enough sense to ask, Lord, how do I retain my job? How do I keep my, it ain't enough for me to get a job. How do I keep it? Does everybody understand that? I don't want to just, I don't want to just be here with the title. Yeah, they, they call me King Solomon, but why, what does that mean? What does it mean to be king if I can't discern between good and bad? I have to know what's right and wrong so I can follow right. Is that what we are today? No, I don't need to know nothing. I don't, I don't need to know right and wrong. I'm just do what I want to do anyway, so it's best you don't tell me. 
They might see that. So you see the things he said? You didn't ask for long life. You didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask that I'd kill your enemies. Everybody see that? You didn't ask for anything selfish. Does everybody understand that? You understand that, that you are here for my sake, in other words, and for what I've called you to do. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 13, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not, what? All these things shall be added unto thee. I was pleased with what you asked for, but you know what? I paid attention to what you didn't ask for, and I'm going to give you that stuff anyway. That, that's a bonus. Now, how are you going to get around that? Does everybody understand that? Both what? Both what? Riches and what? Honor. I'm going to give you riches and a good reputation. Does everybody understand that? It's got folks still to this day. You heard me say it before. They are still looking for the riches of Solomon. It is said that if you take all of our money, everybody that's alive today, and put it in one pot, it will not equal the riches that Solomon had. What was that, that, that movie, The Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark? That in that movie, they were looking for the riches of Solomon. Does everybody understand that? Let me read verse 13 again, so to sink in. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Isn't that something there? You know what that's saying? We just need to change our prayer life. We need to learn to ask for the right stuff. Does everybody understand that? We need to be more concerned with our relationship with God. Not trying to live on the outskirts of God and, and, and some kind of way trying to settle in our mind to be satisfied with crumbs. You don't have to be a dog waiting for crumbs from God's table. You can be sitting at that table. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, you don't have to be poor. You can have wisdom. You don't have to be known for foolish mistakes, foolish decisions. That don't have to be your reputation. In today's terms, that would mean being a good businessman. You can be a man worthy of business. Does everybody understand that? God can lead you into making good investments, whatever that may be. But you know what? You have to be willing to be led by still water. You, and you have to be pliable. Somebody have to be able to be, you have to be able to be told something. Does everybody understand that? Look at verse 14. Look and look. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will do what? 
Does everybody understand that? What are you saying there? It was meant for you to die at 76. But if you be faithful in what I'm, what I'm telling you to do and, and, and all of that, you'll live to be 100. I, in other words, I will stretch your days. You'll live beyond the years I had already set for you. Does everybody see that? You believe that's the truth? So now, if we go back to 3 John, now we understand. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. In other words, live a long time, even as your soul prospers. You see how all of that go together? So what was, what was King Solomon's? What was his key? What was, what was the combination to the lock? Lord, I just give me wisdom. I love you. I, I honor my father. In other words, I respect authority, and I need, I need for you to give me wisdom. If I got wisdom, I can deal with whatever situation I'm in. Does everybody understand that? You know why? Because wisdom stretched the last nickel. Does everybody understand that? I say wisdom stretched that last nickel. You, 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 give, you done gave the other one away like God told you to. Wisdom stretched that last nickel you got. Does everybody understand that? But if you, don't, if you lack wisdom, you know what you'll do? Well, I only got a nickel left. I ain't got enough to pay bills anyway. <laughs> I ain't got enough to pay bills. Ain't no use of me paying you a nickel if the bill is $2. So guess what I'm going to do? Go right on down here to this candy store. I ain't got enough for it anyway. What's the point? Does everybody understand that? My prayer is that we really, really heard what the Lord had to say today. Think about other people in your walk with the Lord. Me personally, I like being a blessing to others because I like seeing God get the glory. And my prayer is that we will get to that same place where we get out of self and, and start living for God with our whole hearts and ask God for wisdom and to prepare us. Does everybody understand that? The, the idea is not to seek God for natural things. The idea is to seek God because he is God. Lord, I just want to be close to you. If we serve in that God that said, I own the cattle on a thousand hills, all we got to do is belong to him. And, 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 and the cattle is ours already. You know, he ain't eating cows. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, God wants us to get our priorities straight. He wants us to stop being children. In other words, silly with finances, with the things that we do have so far. Does everybody understand that? And the only way to do that is for us to change our minds. Our minds have to change about what we have, about the place that God wants us to be in. You could take a, a broke person. 
if they hung around a millionaire and they were willing to receive, they'd be a millionaire too. I, when I was in high school, I, I had dropped out of school for two weeks. Dropped out of school for two weeks. Just felt, you know, just felt like I, don't, I ain't no use of me going back. I already got behind. I, what it was, I was sick for a week. And when I, and when I got sick for that week, I, you know, I was really sick. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was too sick to go to school. And when I, and then, you know, and this was during crunch time. I was a senior in high school. And then I thought, man, I done got, you know how it is when you're a senior in high school, you, it only take you a week to get behind and it's just all lost, you know. And so I thought, well, it's just too late. It's too late. I was dating a girl at that time. I was 16 and she was 23. And one day her mother came to me. And her mother said, John, you're better than this. In a nutshell, this is what she said. You need to leave my daughter alone. She ain't going nowhere. She is where she is. And what she was telling me was, you've taken on her mindset. If she really cared about you, she would tell you, go on, go back to school. You need to get your diploma. But she don't care. And so what I learned was you become, your mentality become who you've hung around. And some folks are so dirty in their hearts, they can't stand to be around folks they deem more prosper than themselves. That's, that's, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that you, you make it more than me. No, I'm not making more than you. Somebody else might not be making more than you. That's just what you think because they got something to show for it. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, you need to start hanging around what you want to be like. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? You need to start receiving wisdom from folks that's a little bit further than, along than you. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, God has placed us here to learn from one another. That's why he placed us here. Somebody's doing better than, somebody's doing better than us in some department. That, and that ought to be our clue. We don't just need to be by ourselves and off to ourselves all the time. Does everybody understand that? We need to be around some folks that's doing better than us somewhere. <laughs> and I tell you what, you can't become what you hate. Does everybody understand that? You can't, if Solomon saw the, the riches of his daddy, he saw the relationship that his daddy had with God, and he saw the prosperity of his daddy. He saw the wisdom of his daddy and how his daddy dealt in certain situations. What if Solomon had grew up despising his daddy? You think that would have been his prayer? He'd have been on the opposite end of that. Does everybody understand that? You cannot become what you despise. I heard a preacher say years ago, a pastor in Tulsa, when he said when he first moved to Tulsa, now he, he, he's retired now, but he pastored one of the biggest churches in Tulsa when I knew him. It was probably the biggest church. That church took up a whole block. It was one of those churches, whenever they dismissed, they had to have police officers outside escorting cars, you know, out onto the highway and stuff like that. But he said when he first moved to Tulsa, he lived in the projects. 
So you couldn't have a TV up in your house. They just come steal it. You had to decorate it and make it look like it was a piece of furniture or something. And he said, you know, living there, he said, people just walk in your house. Just, you know, if the door is open, you know, they just walk in there. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in here. He, they were bad off. They moved from Texas. And he said him and his wife, they were getting their little raggedy car, and they, they had this thing they would do. They would go drive through all of the nice neighborhoods looking at the big houses because that was their dream. Lord, we want, a, we want a big house like that. But he said while they were driving, looking at these big old nice houses, he said that he'd be saying and he'd be telling his wife, I, that guy that lived there, I bet you he's a jerk. I bet you he cheated and, and, you know, people out of their money. He probably owned a business and was doing people wrong. He's a jerk. That's why he got that house. He was just, just cheating people. And that's, that's what they did. Once a week, driving through neighborhoods, really sitting in the seat of the scornful. And he said, finally, the Lord got his attention. Now, he was a preacher at that time. He said, the Lord got his attention and told him, you don't know what these people have done. And if you don't change your mindset about what I've done for folks, you'll never be in one of these houses. You'll never get blessed. You, 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 don't, you don't know any of these people personally. And he said, that taught him something. You cannot receive what you despise in other people. The whole time he's looking at people like, you a jerk. That's the only reason you're living in. I bet you look down on people. Can't nobody, you know, tell you all that stuff. It was bitterness in his heart. Does everybody understand that? Because he was having to decorate TVs and make them look like a piece of furniture. Does everybody understand that? We, we cannot despise small beginnings. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> My prayers that we hear what the Lord had to say today. I'm telling you, it'll change our life. And you know whether or not the Lord's talking to you and what, what path and what, what road you're on. You better come off that road because there's only bitterness at the end of it. Does everybody understand that? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the things that you've said to us. God, we pray <clears throat> that these things have been made plain in the hearts of people and that they will receive it and that they will walk out the things that they've heard, Lord. Help us not to seek after the things that the Gentiles seek, but help us, Lord, to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness so that these things will be added, Lord. Help us to just want to serve you regardless of what state we may be found in right now. Help us to serve you uh, not with ulterior motives, but to serve you with a pure heart. Help us, Lord, to think beyond ourselves so that we can be a blessing to others, Lord. Help us to make ourselves available so that you, you can shine through us, Lord. Help us to be vessels so that others may see the good works that you produce in us and glorify you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. All right. If that's all now, we'll be dismissed to the back. We'll go and discuss the things that we've heard today. You're dismissed now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.